Welcome to the Dead Format, episode 124. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight by the ghost of Christmas past, Thomas Smiley, and we're here to talk about Legacy for the first time in a while. Yeah, it's uh, it was a good time off. Obviously, like, we had the holidays and everything going on, but man, my house is a mess. My kid has too many toys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we're going to dig out of this pile. Yeah, you guys were uh, sheltered at home, right? You had your parents come, is that right? Well, we we went over to my parents' house, but that was really like the only the only Christmas thing that we've done. Gotcha. We've been uh, we've been here, and uh, and that's pretty much it. Sweet, you got some time off of school though, right? Yep. Yeah, we're um we're on vacation. We're we're off this week. We uh we had Thursday and Friday off, and then we get this week off. We're back on Monday. The kids don't start again until Tuesday, so they get a little bit extra of a break. But uh, but uh, there's so much stuff to do, and I know Matt. Matt right now would be like laughing at me. He's like, "You're complaining about how much stuff you have to do when you play WoW 60 hours a week." So <laughs> I figured like he's thinking that, listening, listening to this right now. So so I'll let everybody else know that. Too. I'm just glad we still have a listener. Honestly, I'm I'm hyped to hear Matt still listens. Yeah, he talks shit to me all the time. Awesome. Yeah. We uh we both I think we both tried to go to ikea to get the same like kids uh toy storage furniture my Alyssa shot me down i think i think his wife shot him down too so we were we we're commiserating about that <laughs> i uh i actually found out two people listened to our podcast over christmas break two people that i only talked to on christmas pretty much and i guess last christmas i must have told them about the podcast my younger brother alex who's 17 now and uh, like a hearthstone player and he was playing magic arena last year so i started telling about the podcast and apparently he's been listening to our podcast for last year my 17 year old brother oh that's awful yeah i was like went through my mind really quick like what what have i said on this podcast in the last year i don't know probably (laughs) a lot probably probably quite a bit (laughs) So yeah, he listens. And then this other guy, one of my friends from home, like I, I don't know, man. I don't, some people listen to our podcast, and I, I have no idea why. That's but outstanding. It's, I'm it's, glad that there are yeah. still a few people. Yep. It was uh, interesting though, man. So you had a good Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was kind of low key. Uh, it, yeah, it's uh it's a 2020 Christmas. I can't complain about it. There are lots of people who are like weren't able to see their family and we're we're sort of localized and everything was good so i have nothing to complain about yeah for sure did you see the dolphins game on saturday night no there there have been some weekends this year that i just haven't watched football because of the the condition that the patriots are in uh (laughs) so i definitely i didn't see that one bro that game was insane that was maybe the best football game i've watched in there was another good game like two weeks ago. I can't remember which one, but not the Patriots. <laughs> well, the Chargers Falcons game a couple weeks ago was great for like the wrong reasons, but this uh, Fitz Fitzpatrick threw like a thirty-five yard pass while he was getting face masked and his head was basically facing the other direction, and that was after like this flurry of late scores. It was it was an incredible game, man, and it was cool to see, uh, you know, the NFL. I don't know. It's been like a great NFL season, honestly. And this is the last week we'll talk about it, I'm sure, because fantasy's ending. But it, it's been like a, a really pretty awesome season, in my opinion. Yeah, my my fantasy teams were kind of like dumpsterish. 
I made the playoffs in my money league, uh, but but lost just by by a slim margin. Uh, and I was definitely like the most detached from football this year that I have been in a while, mostly because of the other video games that I've been playing and all of that. Yeah, I so, actually feel closer to football this year, but I'm I'm playing. Well, you're in points. Ohio. You're like physically closer That's to true. it. That's, That's like yeah, it's in the water out there. So That's a good you point. you had like a crazy Christmas, right? You were sort of driving all over the place. You had some some things happen with your job and everything too. Oh yeah, dude. So that was uh, that was insane. That's why I kind of. My fault on not recording last week is Monday afternoon. I got a call like after work hours from one of the VPs at our company. And basically, um, I'm our whole department's going away, but I'm getting hired by one of our partners that, that like I'd work pretty closely on a couple projects with. So I think on Friday of this week, I'm, I'm switching to a, a different company in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I really have no idea what that entails yet. Like how much I'll be traveling or whatever. I guess I'm excited about it. If it turns out to kind of suck, then I guess I'll be covertly looking for a new job or whatever. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like if you were working remotely for Company A and they just decided to like pick up your whole unit, that's like kind of cool. That it just might be like a smooth transition to where like yeah, your paycheck is just coming from somewhere else. But right, right, yeah, that could be that. That's like the the best case scenario right that that it's the same or better but yeah. it, it could also be a lot different very very worse yeah, yeah. no i i get it so we'll i would see. be like super nervous about that too yeah i'm i'm definitely like the kind of person who sort of procrastinates and put things like is able to like compartmentalize right like i i don't really think about it unless someone else brings it up but oh my bad my bad it's probably no it's probably like <laughs> ruining my sleep like i'm not going into rem sleep or something because my mind's like you need to think about this thing well have you found a store that sells jameson in ohio yet no i i, I have uh, it's just a pain uh, to get there i got you bro by the way i was watching this uh i don't know i had to drive for 17 18 hours this weekend so yeah i that's that's insane I watched a lot of uh, YouTube college classes or whatever, and I was watching one about problem solving in your sleep. I know we talked about this before. Yeah, I I really feel like when when I was actually an undergrad, there would be lots of challenging problems I would try to try to work on, and I'd be usually doing my homework like at night before I went to bed. And then when I wake up in the morning, I would just have this like instinct of how to do it. It was like it was eerie that it happened so often. Yeah, yeah, and I can definitely relate to that. And so there was this one study with certain rats. You know, they put the rats through the rat mazes. Yeah, yeah. And there would be like um, little, you know, tricks where you'd like have to pull a lever, sort of like a platformer, like a, a eight bit Nintendo game or something. You have to like stand on this button to open this door and get through this door, and then take this turn a certain before a certain thing happened or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you know, rat rat sized problems. And the rats who slept, they, they like let some rats just keep doing it and they let some rats go to sleep apparently. And the mm-hmm. ones who slept, they monitored their brain activity and they were going through the maze in their mind, in their sleep at 10 times the speed that they could actually go through the maze and just iterating on the possible solutions to the problem. That, the, like, that makes total sense to me. It's also fucking awesome. That they were able to like, yeah, how they measured that, yeah, yeah. It was basically like you know checking 
the synapses that were firing while they were going through the maze and then while they were dreaming it was the same sort of patterns mm-hmm. uh it, it was pretty conclu- like pretty conclusive evidence in my opinion like just you know looking at looking at the data that they were presenting and it, it was uh pretty much exactly like we talked about i think that's awesome like obviously like when i was when, when i was saying that i had no like science to back it up it was just like one of those like feelings that i had yeah. but when you like uh when you have that intuition and then science sort of backs it up that's that's kind of cool yeah it's our it's our reddit moment right where uh yeah we're, we're not very like science we're not like talking about the vaccine or anything everybody's <laughs> like yeah like yeah these guys are on it yeah Meanwhile, I, I traveled thousands of miles this weekend. <laughs> I know. Touched, touched many a, a gas... Um, gas... Burner? No, I wasn't going to say burner. The little, like, the handle on the gas... Uh, when you go to a gas station. Mm. I don't know what that's called. Oh, the nozzle? Yeah, many, many gas station nozzles. I lick those, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Because I'm concerned that since I'm staying in the house, like, my immune system is, is dying, so I make oh, sure to yeah. lick as many things as possible, like, public. You know. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yep. Door handles on the bathroom in there, too. All the fruit yeah, at the you, grocery uh, store. Yep. That, that <laughs> I've seen people touching. Jesus. So, yeah, so basically... Uh, <laughs> Your 17-year-old cousin's like, I've seen him do it. <laughs> or 17-year-old brother. <laughs> I've seen him. Yeah. We yeah, we drove to uh to Danbury, stayed with my dad and went to see my mom, drove to uh Jersey to see my brother in law and the kids. There's so many kids in my family, bro. There's like uh I don't know, I, I have six siblings that are younger, they're all younger. But they're all doing well, man. Some of them have awesome. kids of their own. So we have a Yeah, I got I got three three younger ones I, I can I can relate. Yeah, but it was good. It was the only time probably in this 12-month period that I'm going to see anybody. Uh, my, my only trip home, I guess. And we didn't go to Boston, which kind of sucked, but it's whatever. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was good to see everybody. And it's honestly, it's really depressing, like being back. I've been back for like 24 hours now. And uh, I was kind of fine being in Ohio for the past like six months, seven, no six months Mm -hmm. and just like sort of like living this sort of atomized existence like just working and and playing games podcasting you know doing whatever hobbies and not really interacting with anybody but then being home and like having that interaction with so many people like you know seeing my friends and family and for like you know being immersed in that for four days and now being back I definitely feel depressed today, like a, a, a dark cloud hanging over me. Of like yeah, not isolation. only is it like you you left Ohio and now you're back, but like getting to actually see people, I, I, I understand that. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, I guess your experience, like you have a kid at home, so you have like one more person in your house than I do normally, so. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I like every week we go see my parents and usually one of my brothers is back. Like my uh, my other brother and my sister were just on Zoom for Christmas, but uh, but I get I get to see people on a regular basis, and like honestly, my job I, I'm t- I'm on camera with thirty kids, every, like thirty kids an hour every day for the whole week, so I kind of get I kind of get sick of people by the end of it too. So right, true. Uh, of all of the people to like have COVID happen to them, I'm like kind of built for it. Right. Plus, true. I'm playing World of Warcraft and like. 
if you ever want to be antisocial and never have to talk to anybody, like play World of Warcraft. That, uh, yeah, yeah, that will definitely do it. Yeah, no, I actually I bought that uh, Sega Genesis. I don't, we, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast. Oh, we we talked about it. We talked we about it. Where you were too embarrassed to say that yeah. to yourself. Yeah. And you were like, it's a gift. It's a gift. That's true. But yeah. it went right that, in your office. That all happens, except there's a twist to this story. I actually ended up wrapping it up and gifting it because I was playing it too much. And I was getting concerned. And I was also getting motion sick. I was taking like, you know, however many milligrams of Dramamine in a day. Because a lot of those platformers have like these scrolling backgrounds so like you'll you'll be moving one direction, the background will be scrolling the other direction, and if you just stare at that in a dark room for hours, you get that like Guitar Hero effect. I don't know if you ever played Guitar Hero, but yeah, I did. Your whole I've never, world ha- I've is never had that problem. Like yeah, playing you don't have motion use, sickness, all right? No, I don't. No, I can like I can be reading in a car. My wife uh, has it pretty bad, and she has to sometimes sit in the back seat and like yeah. she can't look at her phone while the cars like it's a whole bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, but that yeah. she she definitely feels that way. I have it pretty bad, but if it, if I take Dramamine, it's fine. But uh, I, I definitely get it pretty easily, and those games gave it to me not when I was a kid, but now as an adult, they they give me pretty bad motion sickness. So I was like, all right, fuck this thing. I did end up packing packing up my other Sega Genesis and giving it to my other brother, and uh, I don't remember where I was going with this. So now you bought a VR headset. Oh, so yeah. you don't get the motion sickness, <laughs> oh, and you're gonna play. Are, uh, those are bad, bro. Jerry, are, the are they VR really f- bad? I've I've only I I I think I got to use like the original the original bait of the Oculus when I went to PAX one year, but I, I've never actually used one since they started to come out. Oh no, I mean they're good. I just get motion sickness within like three or four minutes. Oh okay. I figured if you were like completely immersed, it wouldn't do that. I have to take Dramamine like you know five minutes before I start. I got you. Otherwise, I'm I'm done. I'm toast. But yeah, the I do have the VR. I don't use it too much, but uh, the the Genesis, bro, it was uh it was sick. While I had it, it was a great time killer. Yeah, when, I, awesome. when I re-listen I, to this episode, I'm gonna listen to this episode so I can remember what, why why I was talking about the Genesis because I definitely started going in some direction. I just forget now. I can't remember back that far either. <laughs> so, yeah, my short-term memory's gone, for sure. Yeah. Well, this charity, bro, we we, we committed to doing this Room to Grow charity thing against uh, Leaving a Legacy. With Leaving a Legacy. <laughs> With? Did I say against? No, yeah we, yeah, we were saying against. We were trying to make it a competition, and yeah. um, our, our Patreons definitely came through. We we didn't do a super amount of organizing uh we didn't we didn't collect anything to raffle off um but we had a bunch of our patreons reach out and we made um we made a dig into the the patreon purse for all of the people who have donated to us in the past and we raised six hundred dollars for room to grow which like which is awesome so we want to thank all of our patreons we want to thank everybody who reached out and made an individual donation um i'm pretty sure that leaving a legacy raised more money with the raffles that they had on their page and they definitely had a little bit more community community involvement yeah. but we uh we had the holidays going on and we took some time off but we still raised a, a very good chunk of money for room to grow and we're really proud about what we did yeah absolutely man i think that that's awesome that we uh 
well, really, you made this decision to go in this direction, and I, I was going to recommend something similar. So I think it's uh, awesome, really, in the holiday spirit. And thanks again to everybody who did reach out. There were several people, uh, some of the usual suspects like Tom Cairns, um, DJ, and some other people, some new people that uh, actually I got I got a couple of Facebook messages from people I'd never even spoke to before oh, who nice. wanted to help out. But we never really sold anything on eBay or anything like that. So we can uh, maybe backfill, you know, use some of that, uh, the, the generous donations we've received to go to a future cause. I, I would think that that would probably be the best thing to do. Yeah, I think that, uh, that definitely would. We can, we can start up another one. And uh, I just wanted to be able to make sure that we get this wrapped up before New Year's. And uh, if anybody has anything that they would like to contribute... Uh, anything that we get is going to go toward toward whatever cause we all decide on. Yep. So what did uh, what'd you get for Christmas, bro? Anything good? Oh, yeah. Okay. So like usually, usually I don't get super excited at Christmas because I'm old. And if there's something that like I really want, I'll just go out and get it for myself. But uh, my wife told me no when I asked whether or not I could buy um, a sous vide, uh, a sous vide um, immersion cooker. Uh, it's basically like a heater. Is that just like a Ziploc bag? Well, no, no, no. Okay. You put the food in the Ziploc bag and you put it in a tub of water, but there's like a heating element that you have to have that like keeps the water at a perfect temperature. Oh, okay. And she told me I couldn't get it. So instead of getting it, I, I floated that as an idea for a Christmas present and my mom got it for me. So I had the best steak of my life. Yeah. Like perfectly cooked i took a picture and i put it in the discord and it's like i i i'm still amazed at how well it came out so wow. i've been using that like every day it's been uh it's been awesome and yeah. uh okay so i gave like my kid told me that he wanted pac-man and i took that to mean that he wanted an arcade cabinet yes so yes. i got i got him an arc like a like an old school arcade cabinet it's only like a half cabinet like a kid size um, uh well it's like it's three or four feet tall with like a full-size screen but it doesn't have the entire bottom to it okay um so if you if you think about a cabinet like you would play in an old school arcade yeah it's like the top half of it only right gotcha um and uh, and he told me my favorite my, my favorite game on it sucked because you had to use two buttons when you were playing Galaga like you had to move the ship and slam on the button he's like dad that's stupid give me Pac Man but he's been playing <laughs> he's been playing Pac Man it's been awesome that's an awesome gift man that's really cool so so that that those were like the two uh, the two super exciting things that uh, that happened at Christmas and actually. Uh, we, we finally got our new furniture delivered. So my office was like kind of barren. I, I think my audio sounded like crap because everything was echoing off the walls. Now that we have our furniture in our bedroom, now this room is now filled up with our old furniture again. So there's like a guest bed in here to soak some of the sound and hopefully hopefully the sound is noticeable. It does sound different now that you mention it, yeah. It sounds more like you did back in the old room. Yeah, well, it's set up more like it is in the old room, only, like, I think all of the things now are set up to where my, my sound will actually be good, rather than just be, like, a big desk in an empty room. So, we'll see how Sweet. it goes. Very nice, man. Yeah, it's funny how Christmas is, like, a different thing when uh, you go from, like, 
accounts receivable to accounts payable, right? <laughs> like uh, yeah, but when you when you like get somebody that one gift that they like really wanted, that's it's it's kind of an unbeatable feeling. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I was uh, I was that way. I got I got some cool stuff for my brother Jamie, who has uh, a two year old daughter, almost mm-hmm. three, and uh, son on the way. I got them some cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, I got a awesome watch from my wife. That was, uh, that was the big gift that I got. Fancy, fancy one. Yeah. It's really, it's pretty sweet. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I got some presents for my friends in Boston that showed up. So we left on the 24th and got a crazy snowstorm here in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And I've been waiting for this package since the day after Thanksgiving. Like, I don't know if you ordered anything online and it, experienced any of this like delay yep i i was lucky and the one present that i got for my brother-in-law showed up on the 23rd so like it it had one of those like we're not sure where your package is things when i tried to track it yeah and then it showed up on the 23rd and everything was good yeah so uh, from what i heard from secondhand through people who worked the post office was like it was like a last in first out situation because they got buried between like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or whatever, mm-hmm. where they were just dealing with that days, like say it's December fourth or whatever, they would just get through with that day and maybe a little bit off the backlog. Yep. So a lot of the like first things in were the last things out. Like you can oh, picture like okay. the magic stack. That's real rough. So everybody who like pre planned and ordered this stuff early, yeah. it ended up coming in super late. Especially Ugh. on Black Friday. So the stuff that I ordered on Black Friday actually must have gotten delivered like within two hours of when i left cleveland because the box was underneath the snow that we got that was starting that was starting as we left so like basically i i waited you know whatever a month for the stuff and then it came like you know one hour too late but i i'm actually just sort of keeping half of it so it was like a little christmas present to me when i got home all right yeah, my, my sister was talking about the snow that you guys got because she, she's in Ohio, too. Actually, my brother. Uh, but, dude, Christmas here was almost 60. Yeah, it was like... We 62 got a foot, in Connecticut. It was crazy. We got, uh, we got a foot and a half of snow a few days before, and then by the end of Christmas or the day after, almost all of it had melted, and uh, it, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. One other thing the the dark tournament that i signed up for yeah yeah i think we talked about this like using only cards from the dark i still haven't gotten the cards they ordered for that back in november and the tournament started on the darkest day of the year which is the 22nd and i haven't played my matches yet but i have like the rest of next week to to play like my intro group matches or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh it's pretty sweet, man, playing, like, some magic that feels like it matters, even though it's, you know, kind of hokey webcam games or whatever. It, it is nice to play, like, competitively, quote-unquote, right? Well, is it competitively if you're only playing, like, creatures from the dark? Like, what's what's the best what's the best threat in that entire set? I mean, if you're counting, like, Preacher as a threat, which is really their threat. I mean, like, you have Leviathan, you have Ghost Ship, Ball Lightning um preacher as i mentioned i'm playing preachers <laughs> witch hunters banshees uh 
there's there's the uh, river merfolk. Is that what it's called? Uh, no, merfolk assassin war barge combo. Okay, is contained within the set. So there's a lot better defensive elements than there are offensive elements. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm I'm playing like a three color deck and uh, a lot of defense, man. Defense wins championships. Defense makes for long webcam games. Yeah, not for sure, man. I I uh, hopefully I'll get those started maybe tomorrow night and report back. Yeah, I got I got my Twitch going. And we're monetized. We've actually been doing really well, like streaming. You're monetized, so you're partnered. Is that what that is? Uh, a fi- so it's the the whatever the intro step is. Okay. Uh, I can check my email, but it's the one with uh, more than fifty followers, more than however many average current viewers, and yep. all that. Um. So like, I I had my my first five or six subs, which was kind of cool, and uh, and I have the platform to play Magic now too. So I'm I'm excited. We'll That's see, pretty we'll dope, man. How often are yeah. you streaming? Twice a week. Okay. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday nights from uh from like nine to midnight Eastern time. So is that like your raids or whatever? Your 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 yep. raids? Yeah, just 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 the big stuff. Sweet. Yeah, I'll have to come check it out. Uh I guess tomorrow maybe or Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow will be a good one. Tomorrow's Nax. We uh, okay. we'll finish it in one night, so that that would be a good one if you want an introduction. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll check that out. I got to make a note right now. I'll, I'll send you a reminder. Cool. So <laughs> yeah, we we when was the last time? Wait, the last time we casted was that when we did the episode with Leaving a Legacy, or we did one after that? I think we did one after the Leaving a Legacy combo episode. Okay. Um. Ah. Uh... Honestly, I don't remember. I know that we did the Leaving a Legacy episode and then holidays happened. Yeah. Um, All right. So we have a lot. A lot's happened in Magic, obviously. We talked about the cards that would be coming in from from the set that I can't think of the name of right now. (laughs) Call Time? No, no. Call Time is is coming soon, but the, the set that dropped, like, a month ago the oh the the set. commander the commander masters uh commander commander legends. Legends. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah i still have a box of that that we haven't been able to draft uh i got a, a christmas present from matt that goes with his cube that i can't wait to give him when we uh when we actually draft oh but sick did you see that uh wizards did like a like a combo promotion for call time with uh with mastodon i did they had yeah. like a five minute five minute video with the band in that yeah we uh that was kind of cool. We need to get we need to get Matt in on that. That was pretty sweet, yeah, for sure. And it started this whole like conversation about like who should be promoing cards or whatever. Like, of course, <laughs> the Magic community, but yeah, they're like, listen, I didn't get like like my usual fifteen thousand Twitter impressions from my like vanilla two two for three that yep. they usually <laughs> give me to get spoiled, yep. and I'm I'm disappointed about it. <laughs> Sorry, like I yeah, I don't think I've made more than more than a thousand Twitter impressions in my entire life. So I shouldn't like mock people about analytics or things like that. But like, I mean, you're, you're, yeah. 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 I feel you. It, it was, uh, it was cool though. Like this, this call time thing. I don't know why I thought strict saving was coming first. I'm kind of pumped that call time's coming first and it looks so far, the cards I've seen, it looks to be like, a continuing this power level reset which is a good thing right yeah i mean it's a good thing until they break it again 
Right. There's also though there's a hint about Snowlands. I don't know if you've seen any of this, but yeah, I, I saw. I so I, I think there was an unofficial spoiler that got released. Yeah. Which had um which had some some snow mechanic cards on it. I didn't look at that spoiler. Um, I mean, I don't have like a personal problem with things like that getting spoiled. I think like extra information is usually yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, but I just I I didn't I didn't see it, and most of the most of the links ended up getting taken down. And I didn't like care enough to go look at the the standard spoiler yet. So uh, so that's it was why a snow card that was sort of like um, bounty like of the hunt, green green giant, or, or like it was yeah. like four. Three and a green. Uh, it gave like bonus, like plus one, plus one counters equal to snowlands or something. And then draw a card for each creature you control with power four or greater. Yeah, I think. And yeah, like that. Uh, that old, uh, like cons mechanic. Yeah, uh, ferocious. ferocious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So basically, not not a card that we need to be thinking about, but interesting because if they make like you know a pyroclasm like that there's a lot of ways you can get a card like that into legacy right imagine imagine if they made like a like a new delver type threat that that it was like a one drop with snow right yeah i mean there's a lot of ways (laughs) you could get these cards in yeah so we're gonna have to be on the lookout for that obviously it's not a a block like you know we had before where if we're like having a snow block then we're bound to see a bunch of cards yeah, but now they're they're doing like they're trying to condense all of the good cards from one block down into one set, right? True. That's yeah. like that's the idea. Yeah. So yeah. So that has me a little worried, especially because I don't particularly like the the astrolabe thing going on. But we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, we'll uh we'll find out. Like I am sure the full spoiler will be up soon. I don't know when the set release date is actually. Um but uh but it should be good. I think it's four weeks from now. Okay, so that means spoiler season starting. It should be uh, it should be soon. Yep. So basically, we we we're kind of like historians of the format, I guess, in the in that we generally look at the challenge at least every other week and talk about what's been changing. But we missed a few weeks, so I think the best thing to do is just to look at the uh, the challenge from Saturday because I, yeah, I think spending it, spending all that time to go through like. Yeah, missing all of those missed challenges. I'm that I'm not about that right now. I don't know. Right. So the challenge from Saturday, I think, captured. There, there were a few decks in there that I think captured the changes that we've seen over the past few weeks. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So first of all, second place, Pablo Hot Dog was playing Burn. Uh, lost to Rug Delver, obviously in the finals, as as everyone does these days, but. A burn deck in second place. Interesting thing about this deck. Two Roiling Vortex in the main, which is a card that I know you liked. You liked more than me. I liked it, you know, as a sideboard card. You liked it potentially as a main deck card. And here we have two of them in the main. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's a, it's a pretty standard list, right? If you take a look at what's going on here, if you swap the Roiling, vor- roiling Vortex with uh, Sulfuric Vortex, it's like the same type of list that you would see everybody sleeve up. Um, and bring to like a leaving a legacy or, or or a similar tournament like that. Like from the land count to the spell count, like there isn't a super amount of flexibility that you have with burn. And it's just like, it is definitely burn. And the, like I have 70 of these 75 sleeved up from the last time I played burn like a year ago. Right. And I, I will say that the last burn list that we saw Toppy, I believe had like Simeon spirit guys or something silly going on like that. Yeah. 
I, I don't know about that. This, this, this doesn't is, have any of those shenanigans. This is not the shenanigans type list. There's one skewer of the critics and three exquisite firecrafts, three price progress, two rolling vortex. That's basically what you need to know to put this deck together because everything else is just the stock number. Yep. So a more traditional burn deck. I've been thinking that burn was probably pretty decent for, for a while. I'm glad somebody <laughs> took it, took it uh, upon themselves to play it and did well with it so that's pretty cool but fourth place this is first of all this is crazy i'm just using this like chronicler reddit uh list or whatever in the semi-spice category there's fourth is rug crark mind pyro mid-range and in ninth place there's junk urian snow agent rector fit and it's yeah. like at what at what Is point like do we just procedurally generated name? Yeah, like at what point do we just list the deck, like every card in the deck in the name of the deck, right? Yeah. <sighs> but... I mean, this fourth list is crazy though. You have Narset, Oko, Krark, Noble Hierarch. Like what what is going on here? I guess with Pyro, Young Pyromancer, and Krark, you get to make a shit ton of tokens. Yeah, well, with Dreadhorde Arcanist, I forget who it was. I guess it was probably Joe Dyer that we had on who pointed out that with Krark and Dreadhorde Arcanist, you cast a spell from your graveyard and either you double it or you return it to your hand from your graveyard. Yeah, but, like, this this list isn't, like, super going all in on that um, on that interaction because it's only, no, two, it's only two, two Arcanist. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's, it's just crazy. And I had to look up what Of One Mind was. Like, I wasn't... I wasn't ready for this card. I think I know that we, we had talked about it a while ago, but almost all the creatures are humans and uh, doubling doubling a one-mana divination is really kind of cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Callum, I want to say Callum, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure Callum has had top-aided with a couple decks with this of one mind and young Pyromancer because really all you need is a Pyromancer. Yeah, online. because you get the token trigger. Wait, no. So you need a token because right. when you actually announce the spell, you need to pay full mana for it unless you already have one. Right. So okay. Yeah. So it, it's it does work pretty well with young pyromancer and and free counter magic or whatever. Although there are no force of will. Oh no, I'm sorry. There's, there's force. There's no force of negation. There's four force of wills and four dazes in this deck. Mm-hmm. So you do have a decent amount of free counter magic. But one thing I really liked is. For Noble Hierarch, which we haven't seen in a long time, any deck really playing Noble Hierarch. But this deck has two Okos and two Narsets, obviously, and then the Dazes, and then a bunch of two-drop threats. But I think that the the payoff with Krark and Dreadhorde Arcanist, like being able to go two and one, or, or Young Pyromancer, and spell or whatever is is high enough that it basically counts as a three drop, right? Well, yeah, like with with Krark, especially if you play your hierarch on turn one, like you're getting immediate value or whatever out of the Krark. I, I don't know if you want to call it value, but like you're utilizing your mana more efficiently if you can cast a cantrip right after the Krark, regardless right. of whether or not it resolves or it gets bounced. Um, it, I, I really like being able to ramp to three mana in a deck like this, especially one where like you are really going to be casting a ton of cantrips. So yeah. I like it a lot. And imagine going like turn one Hierarch into turn two Krark 
and then of ponder one mind. win the flip or, or oh, yeah. okay of one mind would be even better but yeah. yeah and just potentially drawing four right there yep disgusting right so, it is disgusting yeah so there's some really cool stuff there i i really like that we also see the uh potential for noble hierarch dreadhorde arcanist synergy although there's really not anything here that takes advantage of that but it is something to think about it's something that we've talked about before with that card and yeah this deck just looks like a lot of fun to play like there's not a whole lot there's not very many decks that i look at in legacy right now and i'm like man that looks fun to play right yeah i mean it looks fun it still looks like uh clunky untuned and cute yeah but uh i like i like the idea yeah no absolutely and ninth place which we already kind of hinted at is the yorion rector fit deck this Uh, deck makes me want to throw up yeah (laughs) okay this is like this is like playing commander to me now there's nothing wrong with playing commander yeah like but but i can't i just i can't envision sitting down with a deck like this to like go play like an actual legacy tournament with right right i i just can't yeah we're obviously not going to read the list because it's it's a combination of nick fit and yo ryan so you got a, a whole bunch of one-offs and 80 cards in the in the list overall but one thing that's really cool is veteran explorer and opposition agent right like, yeah i'm like obviously being able to get all of those triggers yourself is kind of awesome um being able to play like three of packages with uh with tutors and like a um uh what am i what am i trying to say i don't know uh, play, playing like a three of package in the main deck with a bunch of living wish targets in the sideboard is like, oh, oh yeah it cuts down on that 80 card uh that 80 card constriction um restriction or whatever it is that's a great point yeah um and then having having a lot of your creature targets be tutors in the in and of themselves like um like the one that gets two basics and uh the rectors like it's it's kind of nice but i just i could never see myself sitting down and playing a deck like this yeah, no, for sure. It is pretty sweet. It does seem kind of like there's not enough Planeswalkers in this deck, right? Well, I mean, like, you get out one Ugin, and you're probably good. But that's all you have is is one Ugin, and then one Veraska Golgari Queen, and one Kaya Orzov Observer, which are basically, like, good cards that, you, that fit your plan and curve, but not really cards that you want to tutor for, right? So you're really just tutoring for that one Ugin, and if you draw it you're kind of screwed with the arena rector because it's not like you're a brainstorm deck yeah but like as soon as you start to add in more bomb planeswalkers like that without without brainstorm you're more likely to draw them and have them be a dead card true true um so i yeah. I, I completely understand why there's only like sort of one i would i would like to see a second ugin is my first thought on looking at this deck but that's okay. that's pretty minor yeah but overall it's pretty sweet i i'd like opposition agent unless it's being cast against me so you know cool card like look at the curse package you've got two curse of misfortunes one curse of death's hold one uh 
Dovescape. No, that's not an enchantment. Uh, one Overwhelming Splendor. There we go. Uh, so it's actually not that much bigger than the Academy Rector uh, package. It's mm-hmm. it's like uh, the Arena Rector package, I should say. But you yeah, do have mean, three pernicious five... deeds, actually. So it's nine versus three. So never mind. I take that back. It's much bigger. Well, the deed. I mean, the deeds. Like you're looking to draw those, right? Like true, you're. True. That's not part of the. You obviously it is part of that package, but it's uh it's not really what they're there for. They're they're there for a removal, um and just sort of sit there on the board and allow you to develop your mana so you can like hard cast your five co- your five drops and, and things like that. So yeah, yeah, it's uh it, it's interesting, absolutely interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. 10th and 11th place, we've got Anurag and Aaron Relentless. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, th- that is, Aaron Relentless is playing Elves, I believe. So 10th and some other place are, uh, Snow Day decks, which are new since we started talking about the cards in the new set. This is something that, I'd seen people starting to mess around with when we last casted, but I hadn't actually seen a deck show up like this, mm-hmm. which is basically the the Snow Miracles deck, but with two Hull Breachers, two Narsets, and two Days Undoings. Yeah, and two um uh two yeah like it it's got like a like a pretty pretty solid three drop threat package that plays really well with Days Undoing. Like it's even playing noble hierarch to be able to ramp into your Teferi and Narset and Oko. Right. Um I know it's playing like a terminus and, and some extra removal in, in the sideboard, but I, I actually think that I might want to play more like noble hierarchs in a deck like this. Yeah. To try to try to power out those threes more. I know right. we started off as like the uh the noble hierarch cast, but uh every time I see that card I get excited. Yeah, for sure. This is really leaning into that three aspect of this deck. It seems well, it doesn't seem like a great deck to me, but main deck carpet of flowers kind of fills that that, that role too. So yeah, like I, I guess there is more than two mana ramp spells. Right. Go, there is. Gosh, a, I love that card. There is a main deck carpet, and this is basically a very svelte sort of days undoing package right like you have your two narsets and your two hull breachers and that's that's it right for for your ways to be casting days undoing how do you feel about that part uh i mean like so i'm not sure whether or not you want to like lean into that days undoing like if you actually want it because all those cards are like pretty good on their own Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely see you only wanting to have like one of them because like you said, you, you only have four ways of really taking advantage of it. Right. And those four ways are like remove or like removable. Um, and I just, I don't know whether or not the ratio of those cards to the number of days I'm doing you have, which like you kind of don't, you don't want to run that out without, without one of those cards. Right. You're like very rarely. Gonna, like, right. You're you're rarely gonna cold just days undoing as a card. So Against it's kind burn of dead. or something. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like dead unless you have one of them, and I don't know if that ratio is right. But Anurag is smarter than I am and uh and he did well with it. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Like I you know, you, you think about these sort of quote unquote control decks, because this really isn't this is more of a mid range deck now, but uh 
just in theory terms in, in like a control deck, you want your win condition package to be very svelte. Like you've got like Uro. Uro is a perfect example of like a win condition card because like it's also like a uh, healing salve, explore, you know, like draw a card, play a land, gain three life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not it's not always it's, it's never dead exactly and it's it, it can recur from the graveyard and, and use resources that way so it's like taking up very little room in your deck to have your win condition right yeah J- jace has been a card traditionally that is that way where it just functions in the game but then you turn a corner and it's a win condition this is is not that this is like dedicated cards for this sort of a b goal right yeah and obviously like when you pull that off you're you're gonna end up doing pretty well i just like i don't know whether or not um whether or not that ratio is correct like yeah regardless of the days i'm doing right all those all those setup pieces are really good on their own so it is kind of just like a bonus to be able to throw it in there and i'm sure that people were not prepared for what happened right true Um, so you gain a lot of like incremental value from having a plan like that that people aren't ready for and i'm sure the days i'm doing got a lot of people yeah so the next two decks i wanted to mention one of them's from this tournament one of them's not in 24th place from the saturday challenge is our buddy james shoe cbl james he made a nice twitter post about his uh his year in magic online oh uh, with uh dana fisher and stuff Oh, I didn't read it. I just know that he made oh, a post about it. Gotcha. I, I saw it, but I, I didn't read oh, it. Oh, you're talking about his year in review. Yeah, that was, yeah, that yeah. was sweet. Yeah. So he's playing, basically he's playing Blue-Red Delver, but it's it has two underground seeds in the main deck, and in the sideboard, one Cling to Dust and three Plague Engineers. So you're playing Blue-Red Delver, you're sacrificing a, a basic island, basically just a basic island in terms of your mana base consistency and then getting to play these cards in your sideboard yeah i mean i like it this you're a little more vulnerable a little more vulnerable to blood moon and wasteland but you gain in the blue red mirror you gain against rug delver you gain against elves right death and taxes yeah was it uh clay spicklemeyer Yes. Okay, yeah, I, I remember the Blue-Red Delver deck sort of transformed into the exact same mana base using two underground seas to be able to have, like, discard outlets and, and black sideboard options, and that was, that was like, a, a very common thing that happened um, when I was playing more Magic, for sure. Yeah, for sure, and I was actually kind of waiting for this to happen because, if you recall, the last time we casted, there was some advanced data breakdown. It probably was Joe Dyer... Mm-hmm. Uh, working on part of it where Blue Red Delver was like the best performing deck from the the showcase challenge. Yeah, right? it was like it was 60 65% somewhere around there Rug Delver was like dead even at 117 117 or whatever yep. it was. Yep. Exactly. So I kind of expected more people to be playing with Blue Red and this would be the next step after people playing with Blue Red, right? Like a deck that's that beats Blue Red. But is still well, taking. Well, having of all. Plague Engineer beats a lot of other stuff too. Like, imagine yeah. I don't know. Imagine playing Elves, and and think that you're just playing against straight blue red, and then like they fetch Underground Sea Plague Engineer. How like how crushed you would be? 
Yeah, and the other way that you can win these blue red mirrors is with true name, and this also crushes true name. Mm-hmm. So that's this just seems like the next step you would take, right? And the other deck that I wanted to talk about was I believe it was the the second place deck from the challenge on the previous Sunday. So this underwater bimbo. Mm-hmm. Second place on the twelve twenty challenge with blue red, but there are no dreadhorde arcanists in this deck. There are four magmatic channelers and three true name nemesis. Yeah, like the, I can definitely see the bump in true name. Uh, the channelers, I still okay. So like in blue red, right? You're you're not playing as many sort of ways to churn as. Rug? Actually, no, that's not quite right. Because you're playing more cantrips here. You're playing chain lightnings. Yeah. I um, I guess they're just really trying to go, like, beat down, right? Yeah, there's Monastery Swift Spears and, and Magmatic Chandlers. It's interesting, man. Yeah, it's just like a, like a, just go get them. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, this is, I would just, I would think of this more as, like, I know it's not Blue-Red Burn, but I would consider this deck to be more blue red burn than blue red delver if that makes sense right so at the last leaving a legacy i can't remember if i was playing grixis or if i was i think i was playing grixis and it was like grixis and blue red at that point in time were big decks and i was very interested in like how many answers post board they the deck that i was playing and the deck i was playing against had for arcanist because whoever got their arcanist online won right Mm mm-hmm and this deck is sort of answering that problem by not playing their own Arcanists. They they have room now for four Chain Lightnings, and then they also are playing Channelers, which are bigger than opposing Arcanists, and True Names, which just brick Arcanists right there. So this is kind of like, I think this might be the blue-red deck that eats other blue-red decks. And yeah, I can see that doesn't give it, enough up in the other matchups it's it's got more one drops too like it's uh i i can get behind this idea and yeah. the brazen borrower just is like like an extra catch-all right um, true it's yeah. su- super interesting and so, i also really like three fiery eyelids in the sideboard or in the in, in the, the main lands, deck i mean yeah 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 i mean like honestly i know there's 11 cantrips here but like for a deck that wants to hard cast it's three drops um 17 17 land is kind of light i don't know it is pretty light and when three of them are fiery islets especially but i did expect to see more fiery islets in blue red so it's kind of cool to see them finally showing up a little uh-huh but it does seem hard to cast a true name in this deck though right yeah yep so i feel you on that uh, we're getting towards the end. I know. I know you're getting uh, nappy mode, blanky mode there. No, I mean I'm on vacation, right? I just like I was <laughs> up all day with my kid. He wants yeah. to play all the new games that he got. Yeah. And uh, oh, it's awesome. Except right. he fucking cheats. He doesn't. Okay. <laughs> He's cheats. He got all these games, and he cheats. He doesn't play by the rules, and it's bullshit. I just want to let you know that. All right. Well, we can skip over the twelve twenty seven challenge because there's really not. Not uh, the Wizards didn't post the deck list, basically. Okay. Our buddy Joe Dyer did some great work on that, but basically it's what we knew. Like, Rug Delver is 20% of the meta, and Death and Taxes and Elves are next. 
somebody played sneak and show and did really well that's basically what you can can gather but in the deck dump for this week there's a deck i wanted you to talk about which is beast with the 5-0 yeah is that the ethereal forager deck yes <sighs> okay so listen i saw blue white delver in the cast notes and i was like oh yeah let me see it um and it's got delver and it's got true name so i was on board the spell suite's really nice like these are the cards that i would first consider playing um it, it's got stifle in a blue white shell maybe i would want a second force of negation instead of just one um but three li- like listen this this deck is another one of those things where like when you take a look at the mana base and what it's trying to do it's kind of weird like it's a 19 land four wasteland deck yeah and it's got four true name three brazen borrower that you're trying to cast like yep that's a lot of three drops that you're trying to do on that mana base and there are no I know, planeswalkers yeah i mean like it's all creatures you got right. brazen borrower true name and ethereal forager and of all of the shells to play ethereal forager in this seems like one of them because you have like yes you you have you have stifle you have sorts of plowshares you have all the cantrips it's um it it's super super interesting yeah it seemed funny to me because we talked about blue red with ethereal forager but because blue white wasn't really be playing been wasn't really being played at the time we didn't specifically i don't remember talking about ethereal forager with blue white but when i saw this i was like man this is the perfect home for this card right even if I don't like how this deck is built in general, and I do like the Stifle exactly like you were saying, but like, I do like Stifle Spell Pierce sort of tension with source of plowshares. You have a lot of one mana answers and can keep people on their toes, but you're really mana hungry, right? Yeah, I mean, I would just like, I would just like to, I don't know, maybe like cut these guys and trim the brazen borrowers and add like like Stoneforge, Stoneforge Mystic. <laughs> yeah. Mystic. I- I want to like equipment. Like I'm just I'm looking at that and I'm like, dude, that could be a batter skull. Like, come on, what are we doing here? Yeah, what <sighs> I would do if I were playing this deck, I would go minus one true name, minus one borrower, uh, maybe minus one stifle, and then just get two myth realized and a sort and a supreme verdict in there. That's okay. where I would want to go. But yeah, that, I like I like verdict. I like verdict in the sideboard. Um, but yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, just like have have a few more one drops and and potentially you can even go, you know, wait till turn two to play a myth realize and it doesn't really matter if you play mm-hmm. it on turn one or two. You know what I love in the sideboard? It's got fucking cataclysm in the sideboard. Yeah, I knew you'd love that. Yeah. This is your greatest hits, bro. You've got containment priest, back to basics, deafening silence, cataclysm. But you know what I would need? I need like a Orion shell, right? Like, I need to play, like, Uriah Blue White Delver. <laughs> and then I'd have enough room for, like, all of my things. I could play, like, go. like, main deck meddling mages, too. And Jace. Ah, I'm, like, starting to get a chubby. There you go. So, last, <laughs> this is my this is my chubby, is... I, I think we talked about this. We didn't talk about this on our cast. We talked about it on Leaving a Legacy. I wanted to play the Showcase Challenge a few weeks ago, and it didn't work out because I had something to do with my wife. But... Uh, I wanted to play Dead Guy with Opposition Agents. And Thraben Yu, uh, that dude Gallagher, I believe, uh, actually 5-0'd a league uh, and put up a YouTube video with what 
he called Opposition Agent Dead Guy, which is really closer to a pox list. It's pretty much mono black with Stoneforge Mystics, mm-hmm. which is an interesting way to build this deck and not the way that I was going. I was going in a Skyline Apparition direction. Yeah, where... it's really it's really kind of weird to have like Dark Ritual and Stoneforge in the same deck, right? It is. Oh, that's really weird. Yeah, for sure. This is, uh, I guess, four Stoneforge, four Dark Confidant, two Bitter Blossom, and then four Opposition Agent and four Liliana of the Veil. But you have a lot of, like you said, Dark Ritual. So you have turn one Opposition Agent or Liliana possibilities. Yeah, or like sick plays where you like turn one Ritual Thought sees Bitter Blossom. Right, or Dark Confidant yeah, is, is my clear the, way, the one yeah, that yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I really actually like this deck. Uh, this, the inclusion of Stoneforge seems really kind of weird to me. Well, like if you take a look at like all the stuff that you got going on, like the interaction between Jit and Batterskull with Dark Confidant, where like if you're playing those grindy mid-range games, yeah. you can recoup some of the life you lost from Bitter Blossom or, or Bob. Um, that though that's nothing to laugh at, especially if you're playing against like a grindy snow control deck. Um, it could it could probably come in really handy. That's a great point, man. And I really like the bitter blossom plus equipment synergy. That seems uh that seems sweet to me. When I was thinking about this deck, the only black cards I was thinking of playing were bitter blossoms and opposition agents and potentially in the main deck like two thoughtsies. Yep, but but that was as far as I was going into black for my dead guy, and this is pretty much the opposite of that. But I think this is probably better well, than I, what I was thinking of. I I don't know. I think I think that you you there are obviously two directions you can go with this. But instead of playing Liliana, if you're playing like the very efficient, um, uh, like the do, do the mixed tokens that we we shit on on the cast, but it ended up being really good. <laughs> what Gideon? No, uh, the it's one white, a one and two white. It, oh, it comes into play. Yeah, skyline operation. Yeah, yeah, that card, the card that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yep. I I also really love Kaya. Ever since I played that Niv Mizzet Reborn deck, Kaya Orzov Observer has been like one of my favorite cards. That card is so much better than I thought it was. After okay. Playing it, but I'm I, yeah I'm probably wrong about it. It's uh, it's good, man, and I can see why the Maverick players are all about it now. But yeah, that's basically what's been happening in in Magic. We're kind of uh, in a down spot until Call Time comes out, right? I mean, we have these new cards. We have Krark, we have uh, Hull Breacher and Opposition Agent that are mm-hmm. obviously all showing up, but. We're still kind of in this weird world where the efficiency of, of Rug Delver and Blue Red Delver are holding people in check, and everybody's just playing decks that beat those, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the idea. We have kind of a kind of a um, rock paper scissors thing going on right now. And those decks are so efficient that nobody's beating them in a clip that's like greater than sixty percent. So yeah, and I mean usually when formats settle into something like this. It ends up being a good format. Like you think back to like old school Rug Delver with like like Maverick or Death and Taxes and 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 whatever else was the sort of third piece back then. Yeah. Um, but it's been uh, yeah, it, it hasn't been the worst. No, it's definitely not the worst. There, you know, people have problems with certain cards. You still see that there's people playing pre Innistrad or whatever. 
because they object to certain things that, that are going on. But it, it's really not a, not a bad place to start. That You can do well with a lot of different kinds of decks right now. So I'm not really blackballed <coughs> on, on the format in general. Mm-hmm. If dead guy can, can 5-0, then we're in <laughs> a good spot. Your guys. That's right. So you got, you got anything else, bro? No, I just like... I want to thank everybody who reached out about the charity drive. Yeah. Um, that was just, that was the biggest thing. And uh, I also want to thank everybody for being patient. Like, I know there have been a few times where we uh, we missed an episode because of something. But this time people were like, like everybody understood. Uh, That's It's awesome. the holidays and uh, and it's good to be back. It was nice to talk to you. Because like, we hadn't really talked. Like, we, yeah. we sort of were like, can you do it tonight? We were both like, oh man, like. If, is there any way that we can just not? And yeah. uh, and it was it was really nice to be back here right now. No, that's awesome to hear, man. I I probably well, I wasn't actively thinking about it, but in my dreams, I was probably at ten times speed going through what I imagined people were saying in the Discord, and I was probably like, "Where the fuck are you guys?" No, our Discord, our Discord's super supportive. Like, yeah, they they can't talk to you there, but uh, <laughs> but it's mostly it's mostly food pictures and uh, people. People voting for Matt and his uh, his holiday lights competition. He won. Ooh. He won. By the way, our Discord carried it. Um, the the website the, the like the group on Facebook that did the voting ended up like doubling in size because of all of the people who joined just to vote for Matt's house. <laughs> um, and it definitely wasn't the barrier dead social media that that did that. It was just us. Okay. Um, so I just want everybody to know that. Awesome. Yeah, that, that sounds sweet, man. Yeah, and everybody who reached out to me, I got some messages out of the blue from people in, over the past couple weeks that I wasn't even, like, Facebook friends with or anything, just, like, reaching out to, you know, ask about the cast, make sure we were all right because we hadn't released any episodes, comment on. I've gotten a few people commenting on the uh, CEDH episode, which is pretty cool. Uh, I guess maybe people are finding us by searching for CEDH podcast and finding that episode. But, that's kind of cool yeah it is cool and I, I think jesse might have been onto something with in terms of how many people are playing that format right now like i, I really don't see it because you know my myopic view but it seems like there's a lot of uh, a lot of passionate people with that regard to that format so maybe we will end up doing another episode someday yeah or or we can uh we can play some legacy on twitch anytime yeah. anytime you want to get together we'll uh we'll, what's your we'll what's your twitch name bro I'll put it. I'll put it in the show notes. It's kind of stupid to say. Is it Watts something? Yeah, with with like five P's. Watts up. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is it that is. what it is? It yes, is. I nailed it. It is. Oh yes, yep. like a butt, like the Bud Light commercial. Like the, okay, so listen, I wasn't thinking about that, but I, <laughs> but I had to use five P's because one P was taken, two P's was taken. Three, like the same name i had to go up to five p's to get it and somebody was like oh like you're old you're making a reference to that budweiser commercial and i was like no i'm not but that makes me seem way more douchey than i am and then oh, i thought man. that i actually probably just am that douchey I should, just, <laughs> I should just roll with it just but, lean uh, in yeah 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 that's where we're at i was i was reading a book the other day and uh there was a quote from from alan watts actually was it really? What book was it? Uh, I can't remember. I'm gonna. I'll have to tell you tomorrow because that's that's really kind of cool. 
yeah, there's been a few books I was reading recently. But anyway, the if people want to find you on Twitch, they know how now. But if people want to find you on Twitter, T Smiley MTG. You can follow the cast at Dead Format Cast. Dead Format Cast at gmail.com. Next week we'll check emails, so email us if you want us to read it. And I'm sorry if you emailed us, I haven't been paying any attention. But Ian eighteen one twenty five on Twitter. And if and you uh, if you want to be part of more fundraising drives, uh, you can reach up to us <laughs> or sorry you can you can check us out on Patreon too. Like we uh, we're actually doing good things with that money. Um, I, I wish that we were just doing like with it. Um, yeah, but we're we're not. We're donating it to Room to Grow. All right, Merry Christmas, fuckers. <laughs> that was fun. What do I usually say at the end? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. There, there we go. We can we can continue with just Merry Christmas, fuckers, and just like <laughs> Merry Merry Happy New Year's, fuckers, and that's there. our that's our exit. Yeah, I like that.